Hoping the sound of my dad using the shower kind of gives a little ambience, like a pleasure, like, I guess a quiet storm, dare I say, from Saturday Night Live with, uh, I think it was Jeff Goldblum and Tim Meadows doing the sketch. The quiet storm. Um, yeah, and I'll digress on that. So, the yesterday in uh, London, we went and saw um, The Book of Mormon, and I mean, this is the best piece of satire, I think, since Blazing Saddles. Um, or at least irrelevant irre humor. Uh, my dad really enjoyed it, which is the most important thing. Uh, we left the theater, and, you know, he's a very stoic man, so it's kind of like, you know, I don't know... You can't really read him a lot. And I know he has some belly laughs during the show, but... With, um, you know, changing attitudes. Uh, my mom, most notably, over the last 43 years. Um, you just, um, don't know. But when we left the theater, I told them, you know, they were selling frogs, um, at the uh, souvenir stand. And he said, well, that makes total sense with a chuckle. And when I asked him about it, he just said, oh, I, I, I thought it was great. And that, um, you know, I think your mom would even like it. He tried pitching it to her on a phone, but uh, she seems resistant. More about, you know, just... Mom's not really very daring, I'd say, when it comes to cinema now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's an entirely different conversation. But... Um, I mean, the performances are great. I really wish we could go and adapt it to the uh, cinema, or at least, you know, let's just do it with the South Park stuff. So, the, um, but as I say, the performances were excellent. I really think, dare I say, just because of um, how the world is, I think our African performers being performed by Brits um, was a just gives it a little more authentic feel and you know any good Brit except for Ian McGregor or Jude Law can do a strong American accent so their performances were great uh I'm actually kind of curious about the constant misnaming of our female protagonist which sadly you know unless I go to Wikipedia right now I'm not going to actually know the name of. I'm just how current and frequently it changed. It's kind of like, was this improv? Like, I mean, just this is, and it's just such a simple play, which is kind of why I like, we got to shoot more of these. I think I really need to go and watch Hamilton on Disney plus. Cause I think, you know, keep it simple. And I mean, this could have been basically shot like the entire, um, mission trip, uh, Peace Corps trip, uh, that was captured in airplane. Like, yeah, you could use two, three sets and I think it could be done nice, simple, you know, probably just because of inflation, 35 million. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it'd be more than the risk of the backlash from the religious community. Cause this, you know, you could say, oh, it, uh, 
trashes the Mormons. No, it trashes religion on a whole. And I think if you're wise, you're going to keep your beliefs. If, you know, so... Um, I don't think it's going to change your opinion on God, but it really makes you think, which is kind of like just a great place to be. Think in a positive way. I think the entire issue of religion is that so many people want to believe it is the end-all, be-all. And, you know, even having a conversation with my mom, she's a fan of uh, the concept of reincarnation. Just the concept that there are, are only so many finite shows, um, souls. Um, which goes back to the uh, Mark Maron HBO special, where uh, he has a great um, bit about the concept of an angel factory, which is just an abortion clinic. Uh, you know, get a priest out there, bless the women, and boom. Angels every time. Um, but that was entirely based on the concept that, oh, somebody wrote him back saying, you know, you can't have this because there's only a finite number of angels. Not all kids go to heaven, which, again, this is why we need stuff like the Book of Mormon to basically say, okay, some of it is bullshit. And I think, yeah, I think this is something that probably should be taught in a freshman college level theater. I would like to take any child to it myself though but that's why I'm not a parent so uh, probably not going to have much to talk about tonight uh, for this podcast since it's just primarily going to be a baseball game but hopefully I'll get to check out the Forbidden Planet Superstore and I've only got five days here so um, well four days really as you as I listen to the um concierge when we checked in so but having a lot of fun uh it's great just to spend time with my dad try to pick his brain a little and you know maybe just needed a little more drink to put me in a little more risk everything mood so here's to liquid court courage and here's to london The following podcast is protected under the laws of the United States, and in this case, the United Kingdom. Any unauthorized distribution, duplication, may be punishable under civil and criminal liabilities and the wrath of the tall man. And I'll skip the Angus Scrim impersonation. This is 90 for Chill, the podcast, with Cat Bus Russ. Of course, this is Cat Bus Russ, and I'm currently in the... Tower Hill neighborhood of London, ironically, to see baseball. So let's go Cubs and share in a room with my dad. So he's currently in the shower. If that background noise is annoying you, I apologize. Just trying to find space alone where I can just go and talk. You know, he says he's a deep sleeper, but... No, I wasn't going to try screwing around at 5 in the morning as I'm awake, missing my Indica. So, not really much to report yet. Um, just had lunch, dinner last night, you know, fish and chips, of course. But, very good meal at the Keepers at the Novotel. And, you know, otherwise walked out, picked up some snacks at the tube station, and... You know, 
trying to figure out how this internet stuff, like, sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't. It jumps between Vodafone and O2, I guess, first world problems. So, I mean, if you look at the price of the hotel per night, jeesh. So, um, really, I guess, you know, I want to get a podcast out this Tuesday, of course. And you know what? United Airlines offers some good movie selections. So, screwed up, though, uh, initially. Um, wanted to try, okay, I'll watch the Banshees of Inisherin, and then, you know, wake up just with enough time to watch uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes, I believe. You know, animated title, Jenny Slate. Um, didn't work out that way, but I did watch um, Mark Maron's latest HBO um, special, I think it's Darker Than Bleak, and that was a lot of fun. Um, as for the Banshees, oh, I mean, the dialogue is just brilliantly written. Uh, I mean, as Neil McDonough always does, uh, Colin Farrell is excellent. Um, this is probably my favorite Barry Keegan uh, performance, and Brendan Gleeson is great. Um, definitely, I could probably see Colin Farrell as a Best Actor winner, I suppose. Um, and, I mean, it's got the same kind of bleakness as in Bruges. Of course, not as, um, crazy, since we're talking the Irish Civil War, but it's a great tale of just people trying to outgrow each other, and you kind of sympathize with, um, Brendan Gleeson trying to move on on an island, I guess is the big problem. So you kind of respect him dealing with his despair by cutting off fingers to avoid talking to dull people like Colin Farrell, um... But you really do relate to Colin Farrell's situation. I mean, I'm trying to take assessment of my own life during that. Um, having a kind of fallen apart many times with my best friend. Like, But, you know, I don't think I'm as dull as Colin Farrell. I mean, I got my movies. I'm trying to create a legacy without children. I mean, the entire difficulty is Brendan Gleeson wants to be a musician or at least spend his life twilight years creating um his legacy and of course he's on an island um and they don't tend to go to the mainland for during the irish civil war um beautifully shot and i mean the dark humor is just right up my alley um i can't remember the name of the actress who plays colin farrell's sister in the film but she is excellent i mean all the performances are great and Love the all cops are bad message even back then. Uh, as for um, the Mark Maron special, so I'm combining these for the first part of the podcast saying, well, an hour five from Mark Maron, an hour 49, it fits, you know, how I would program films at the Six Raven movie house or the murder movie house. And I mean, that's just. Really, it was just kind of awkward having my, um, just the concept that people are looking over your shoulder watching what you watch, uh, in an airplane. And, of course, I'm in the back row, in the back corner. So, you just worry about Dad, like, mm, you know, I don't like all this mocking the right stuff, but, uh, it's a really hard, um, I he just uh, Mark Maron just really nails how society is going, and really gives you a heartfelt um, story about loss. So, you know maybe I'm just dealing with my own despair, and it's not really a 
sleeplessness, but I miss my cat, Ava, uh, of course. It's kind of a, and it just more hurts more because I had her boarded, and I appreciate the hiss she gave the crew when I left her, but I think she may have given that to me because they said, oh, we have another boarder? Yes. A kitten? And I said, oh, that's being rather generous uh, since Ava's 15. So she may have, Ava may have taken offense at me for that comment. So, um, but yeah, that's so far what uh, my trip has been. I'm going to go off and see the Book of Mormon tonight or this afternoon. And, um, you know, I'll feel up for it or find the time as my dad's probably all finished cleaning up. I'll try to give you another recording about that. Uh, definitely not going to do this uh, bonus episode stuff. Um, I mean, I've got enough content trying to move stuff from Podbean over. And, oh, gosh, the headaches of maintaining this. Still dealing with uh, HostGator not letting me change my landing page uh, to my 90 for Chill with Cat Bus Russ Spotify profile. So... Lots of fun uh, when I get back, but fairly light schedule next week. And with that said, if you want to be on the show, and I'll probably say this every recording, send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a feature, theme, director, actor, and you know it's simpler to just uh, come up with something that's 90 minutes long. 70 to 100 are the rules but after the uh, marathon which i hope is really pushing up those numbers thank you again andrew td for all your help that's at couchman Peaks. um we can really open things up and you can talk about whatever you want so to the poetic critic we have the formula now for um man on the moon or just Jim Carrey, because gosh, I mean, yes, I have a copy of Amadeus I've been meaning to watch, but man, if I go through the entire filmography of Mueller's Foreman, that's going to be quite a bit of time. So, I mean, yeah, I got time next week, but really that much? I still got to bang out all these Pokemon so I can start playing AEW Fight Forever when I get back. But uh, thanks for listening thus far, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And I'm now back stateside from my uh, trip to London. Had a lot of fun at the uh, London series where the Cubs won on aggregate. I would think the score would be 16 to 8. No, sorry, 14 to 8. I mean, I can blame jet lag for it, but, you know, the flight back is a lot easier than the flight to. So, you know, I woke up around eh, 9-ish. So I guess that would be the same if I had my little kitty with me, Ava which I still got to pick up today or t- tomorrow. She's booked till tomorrow. Um, this is Tuesday, so I'm doing my best to get this episode out, you know, before I do all my promotion, my tweet bombs and all that bollocks. I mean, it was an interesting trip, trip and until I got back and hear Rory arguing about the, uh, my older sister, the poetic critic, arguing about the box office stuff. You know, did I think I ever dropped any Bs? And I don't, I mean, sorry. Any Fs, um, bombs? Uh, heck, I don't think I've said a C in a while, so kind of impressed, or I guess 
just just nice having a weekend where I wasn't getting angry about anything. <laughs> but, you know, on the uh, flight home, I did watch a couple of movies. Most importantly, I did watch Marcel, The Shell with Shoes. Uh, and it's just a beautiful work. Um, I mean, it takes a while to really get 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 it figured out. Like, okay, is this kind of the dynamic? But... Um, I really, once you really sit in and just accept that it's a mockumentary, um, it's a lot of fun, especially when you bring so much reality into it, um, elements, I should say, like, um, yeah, the entire 60 minutes being, wanting to do a story on Marcel. Um, I mean, this is the new Muppets and all my, 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 uh, honest take, because I figure a lot of it had to be pretty practical effects. I mean, yeah. Whenever the mouth moves on the shell, it's talking. Um, it's going to be CG, but hey, that's, that's what the uh, industry's become. But no, I, I love it's stop motion and it really feels like it's in a real world. So it's beautiful in that element. Um, I can't recall what one best animated movie for 2023 at the um, Oscars, and I should say 2022, but I digress. Uh, but Jenny Slate's awesome in it. Um, the, uh, oh man, kind of wish I had, should should have gone into just trying to find a quiet room in my parents' house. Uh, I've got my niece and nephew bugging my dad right now in the main floor. And the, uh, I think the AC unit's right next to my um, sister's study. So, um, in other words, can't pull up a computer to figure out um the name um but uh jenny slate is, and dean chapman i'll just go with that for the time being my apologies um wrote the marcel stories as a children book series i was not aware of which really makes this even more powerful i think that we turn a children's book series where i don't think she's doing a mockumentary thing um or, you know, just, it's it's a scenario where you wouldn't think you'd have to deal with humans. Um, and this, um, just bring her to the real world, bringing him. Marcel is a he, regardless of who he's voiced by. Uh, to the real world, it's, um, and then basically, um, the director is playing himself. And it's interesting, again, just because they were a couple for a pretty long time, you know, until... Jenny Slate found Chris Evans real briefly. No, just kidding around. Wikipedia. Not that reliable. <laughs> but it gets real touching when you... Um, so the story is about um, an amateur film director uh, moving into an Airbnb after his divorce with his dog and discovering Marcel, the one-inch shell. And how Marcel, you know, spends her time, you know, getting her feet into honey so she can walk up walls to get to higher places. Uh, her main conveyance, his main conveyance is a tennis, empty, hollowed out tennis ball. Uh, and he lives with his grandma, Connie, voiced by Isabella Rosalini. Um, and it's, it's just really nice um, since... I can't say I know much Isabella Rosalini um, before the twenty the twenty first century, and I say that as in I hadn't seen her movies. I mean, Blue Velvet, 
I mean, this, uh, it really is, uh, tells, is the first thing I know her from. And, I mean, she's awesome in that. And, man, uh, just reminds you of how messed up that relationship was at times when it was good. I guess that's what I'm looking for. Um, there's a great conversation in the film where Connie's trying to find out more about Dean. And, like, so uh, who I broke up with who? Oh, it was a mutual thing. Oh, oh no, it's never mutual. I mean, it's just some great stuff. Um, it's a real grounds the film when it gets really ridiculous when Marcel's becomes a YouTube star. Um, but uh, it's just, as I say, it's just a beautiful film. So I guess I'm going to give a five stars to that. And this is, of course, on my flight back um, to the States. And, you know, I was able to get a good three and a half, four hours of sleep. So, um, timed everything a lot better, basically. So, I could watch another 90-minute movie. Well, it's 100, but you know how the podcast goes. Uh, you want you don't want to go too far past 90. So, uh, and that was Death Becomes Her. Uh, Robert Zemeckis' 1992 feature with um, Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, and Goldie Hawn, which is just a fun little ensemble there. And Isabella Rossellini as the inciting incident. Um, And this is like, uh, as I talked with uh, Andrew about Tombstone, it's kind of like, I just love the world building so much, I really don't need a third act. Um, and the third act kind of feels rushed, but the story is about, um, two frenemies, jeez, bringing it to the 20, the 20 teens, uh, Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is a successful actress, uh, regardless of her talent, and Goldie Hawn is, was her best friend growing up, and... The problem is that Streep has a tendency to steal all of Goldie Hawn's boyfriends. So the plot starts with her going to a lousy um, stage adaptation of, well, the play's called Songbird. I'd have to do a little more research again. Don't have a computer by me. Um, It's a, but it's a fun musical number. And the reactions are all appropriate from the audience, except for Bruce Willis, who is fascinated by her performance. And eventually, of course, the point is Goldie Hawn brings him to see the show and meet Meryl Streep to test him. And he fails. They get married. 14 years later, um, well, in the interim, Goldie Hawn's character is so depressed that she gets fat, really fat, uh, you know, cupboard, cupboard full of cats and, uh, Betty Crocker frosting fat. Uh, she eventually realizes that the entire thing she has to do is get to get over this is to get Madeline Albright. Um, I say Madeline Albright, sorry. Um, to get the Meryl, Madeline's the name of the Meryl Street character, character. Um, and, so she's going to destroy her life instead of just be a victim. And we find out 14 years later, 
Um, oh, and Bruce Willis is like a premier plastic surgeon when he meets Meryl Streep. Um, but living with Meryl Streep and uh, basically being a slave to her whims of making her look younger every day, or at least attempt to, he develops alcoholism and just goes and becomes the premier undertaker of Los Angeles. So it's the perfect time. Gold, Goldie Hawn's character, Hel, Helen, uh, has a issues a new book about her recovery. And we find her looking like, you know, a really made up Goldie Hawn. I'm not trying to be rude. It's just the fact that uh, Goldie Hawn is playing 50 in this. She may not have been that at the time, but, you know, I'm just rolling right now. Same thing with Meryl Streep. And <clears throat> she's out to destroy Meryl Streep's life and take back Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is just conflicted, trying to be a good person despite his alcoholism. While these... But is have talked into doing, committing a murder or conspiring to commit a murder uh, by Helen and Bruce Willis's character is Ernest. So let's just get all the names out there so I can. Um, while they're doing that, uh, Meryl Streep's character, Madeline, uh, decides to just take after being rejected by her younger a concubine um, to just go and find this quack she was suggested to portrayed by Isabella, Isabella Rosalini who really uh, like that's the beauty of Rosalini's career is just her ability to go from absolute sex symbol to rugged you know rugged worn and still look beautiful I'm not going to say the shell looked beautiful but yeah um and we find out that she has a magic potion that will make you stay young forever. We soon discover after a fight uh, between uh, Willis and Streep that, no, it basically kills you, but your body stays the same. Of course, it's not that simple. You know, you fall down a flight of stairs, break your neck, get a shotgun blast through your stomach. You got stuff you have to repair. And fortunately for Meryl Streep and Helen, who took the potion to start the entire events, um, well, they have the best undertaker. So there's somebody to take care of them. So if they can overcome their differences, they should be fine except that Ernest will die. So that's the story. Um, and we'll leave it there. Um, and as I say, the first act, the first two acts are great. Um, and the laugh a minute, real, um, real, real positive comedy. I, I guess if you compare it to Zemeckis's, say, um, used cars, I think, they kind of just go joke for joke for joke instead of build, but it works. It's nice, fast pace, um, which, again, I kind of wanted more of that than going to a con rushing to a conclusion. Um, as for the effects, um, it was made in 92, so I don't know if we're talking 
about, well, it used a lot of rotoscoping. Um, Ralph Baschke's big on that concept in his animation, which, you know, hit and miss on that. Um, I don't think there's any Ralph Baschke I've seen, though, that's not worth a watch. So uh, we did Fritz the Cat on the podcast with Gregory Carl. Um, and I almost, well, I inadvertently trying to finish my best love list. And I had Fritz pretty high. And then it's like, oh, shoot, drop the ball on that. Um, uh, Fire and Ice is, we did, talked about uh, the 80s animation, Disney Damnation episode. And that was, um, I mean, had its moments. And The Lord of the Rings, uh, which just covers the first two books, I think is worth a watch. So American Pie, uh, American, not American Pie. Uh, I'll stand by that movie, though. Um, American Pop is excellent, though. Uh, that is certain. So, um, so the effects, though, uh, could have been better, but, I mean were the best of the time. And honestly, there it's really only apparent when we deal with Meryl Streep uh, breaking her neck and hence her head is completely wrapped around her body. So it's like the body movements are great. The actual rotoscoping of Meryl Streep's face is good, but it just still doesn't really work in one unit. It's like... Let's do an expanded scene of Judge Doom inflating himself from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, but yeah, it's a uh, weird Isabella Rosalina double feature to return to the States to. So, it's fun, um, but definitely, definitely could, I, I don't like to use, like, I was talking to uh, the big sister last night, and... Uh, she was going off on how Wish is just going to be garbage. Disney's Wish is just going to be garbage because it's ripping off of all um, stories like Solar Babies. And I said, well, that, 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 that about somebody hoarding wishes. And I was like, oh, that's kind of City of Lost Children with dreams. Like, uh, like I could keep throwing stuff saying it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Worst thing Wish is going to be is Disney Animation's Rise of Skywalker. And I, I still cry whenever I see all the ships come to save the day and rise to Skywalker. And, you know, like, I, I'm fighting the tears uh, um, just for the moment because the shots are awful. But just for the moment, I'm holding back tears like, everybody's getting back, yeah. You better give me Doug Lawson. Wedge lives! Like, could we have figured a way to bring back Biggs? That's all I really... Uh, brought myself back to reality but you know shed a tear so i think it's going to impress the disney adults i really don't know what a disney adult is somebody at one of my jobs told me are you a disney adult and i think probably not i'm old like i know i grew up on disney and then it just kind of got blown up um so um yeah, uh, so, um, but the point of the matter is, uh, when my older sister is bringing up what it's stealing from, what Wish is going to be stealing from, it's kind of like, I want to make my movie, Main Event of the Dead, um, send an email to russabus07 at gmail.com with suggestions on how to move it to a Kickstarter, crowdfunding, 
Indiegogo stage. Greatly appreciated. Um, more than happy to send a treatment out to you. Um, it's, uh, what am I thinking of? Basic, oh yeah. So I want to make my, get my movie made. So, oh, he can write. Directing, not necessarily what I think. Like, I think I don't like to give my former psychologist, Robert Glazeski, a lot of credit. But he saw me more as a playwright, and I can appreciate that. Um, um, which is just something funny, walking through the theater district of London and seeing how the writer of the play, because a lot of them are remakes, of course, or revivals, I should say, um, are just um, focused so much on the writer, the person who penned the script, not the director, so... Yeah, maybe I do just need to go and... Oh, that's going back to moving up Chicago. And it's like, that's a big thing for coming in, coming back from London. It's like, boom, give me a day. I'll figure out the transportation system. I'll know where to go. Just wish I had a O2 or a Vodafone SIM card. I still have a old Apple uh, 11 that this podcast is being recorded on through the Spotify for Podcasters app. Um. So I could have pulled off the SIM card and swapped it and had service over in England. It'd be a lot easier than my dad. He's just not up for walking all the time. So, um, but the fact that I can figure out the tube so easy, it's like, oh, I could go back. I could move up to Chicago and figure out the L, like nothing. And, um, of course, you know, finding resources to get up there is the big problem. Um, but, um. So it's basically that. It just makes me really want to get back to the, you know, make that next step. So, and if I'm going to stay single in Champaign, I might as well be single in Chicago. Um, So that's, I guess, kind of where my head's at. I mean, I'd love to live in London, but, you know, $690 a night for a hotel in the Tower, Tower Hill District. I'm sure there's places, but there's nowhere to live is the big thing going on over there. Um, it, it happens to me anytime I spend at a great hotel. Um, the Novotel in Tower Hill is a great, great property, good, good lunch. Uh, I mean, great, good breakfast. The, uh, restaurant's all right. Um, I guess the big thing about the restaurant is just staff and then I can basically better stop because then I'll get myself in trouble or like, you know, the classic concept that, well, yeah, I hope everybody does, is treated fairly, but, geez, have you dealt with these people and seen patterns? Stereotypes, basically. No, don't want to go into that time type of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I find, you know, it makes me like, I could be in hospitality in London. I could be in hospitality in Chicago, places where people care about Entertaining, I mean, making sure people have great stays instead of like, hey, you want a bed. That's Champaign-Urbana. I hope Peoria was an ex- Peoria in general was a lot better, but it's probably Mark Twain was the exception. And uh, when I worked there and when I visited there a few months ago, it's like, yeah, that's kind of like falling on the customer service side of it. 
not to say that it's bad customer service it's just not you know so much of like showing what great hospitality is so that's my vibe leap coming back home it's just like i want to stay <sighs> and there's just not the good time to do a trip in sweltering heat on your own i suppose well sweltering heat uh, with company because you know you get done with a low 80 space ball game in the evening and after a hour back to the to the hotel you just don't have the energy to get yourself into trouble so i could not take the time to invest in myself and try to find myself a limey sugar mama <laughs> so um so yeah i guess you know sometime i'm just going to throw everything away and make a vacation of my own there because this was my 40th uh, birthday present um so you know things to strive for i suppose so well thank you for indulging my london trip primarily the flights but you did get the book of mormon in there and you know let's make a real podcast this week um I will post what kind of hours I have on my Twitter and Mastodon accounts. My Twitter account is at CatBusRust. My Mastodon is at RustStevens at Mastodon.social. I'm sure you can shorten it to just at RustStevens and they'll figure it out, but I digress. Uh, I'll throw out the times and I'll do it on my Facebook for all my friends, quote-unquote. I'm not a big fan of Facebook. Um, about times to do podcasting this week or... And what have you. Um, and if you want to be on the show and after hearing all this, let's talk. Send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a director, a theme, an actor. Uh, I'd like to just focus on sub-100 minute mo- movies, but I'll make anything work. Thank you, Andrew T.D. again, the at Couch Mound Bakes, for, um, and Screen Drafts for coming up for I think perfecting the marathon thank you times being considered there not just oh let's watch through four two hour two and a half hour movies in a row what do they know I mean all artsy fartsy idiots ah uh, I'll get back to it so yeah send me if you want to be on the show send an email to russabus07 at gmail.com or direct message me on twitter at catbusrust uh, Mastodon's a little confusing there, but we can get it done. Um, otherwise, you know, I got to get back home. I'm thinking about maybe trying to um, slob around Peoria a bit um, since I don't have to pick up my cat Ava. She's been drugged, so she might be at peace right now in a, a spiritual sense, not the that's kind of weird. Um, in her headspace. There we go. Um, but it's going to be great to get her out of that kennel and just see how she adjusts to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically I get a call in England like, oh, Ava's doing great, but she is stressed out. So can we do something about that? So, sorry, Ava. I blame Allie. How hard is it to check on a kitty once a day? <laughs> She's going to get compensated re- for those comments. Don't worry. But, um, 
Yeah, all I really have left to do is, um, you know, thank uh, Station Marie Harden for keeping an eye on me. You know, keeping me out of trouble, not allowing... Yeah. Yeah, keeping me out of trouble, as I'd say. I'm not going to put godlike powers upon her spirit, but... Thank, thanks, though, for being, like, the inspiration that keep me, like, I really... I guess it goes back to the Banshees of Inisharan and its, like, legacy, like, and now I kind of sympathize with the Colin Farrell character who was just nice and deserves to be remembered for that, but you remember the artist, and I'll say that about Seisha, she knew I was an artist, so, trying to do everything, which, hey, why do you... Why why not do everything kind of feels half-assed if you're relying on other people. I know, hypocritical from a lot of standpoints. I didn't pay for the vacation. <laughs> but, you know, she's looking after me, and I know she's doing her best to take care of all her, the people she touched in her life. And I hope she's squeezing the undead ectoplasm out of Skid Bull. I mean, he's just so, he was just so cuddly. The one-eared angel. So, I don't think I have too much more to um, to to say. Uh, I just got to work on the putting everything together with the um, Spotify podcasters app, um, and we'll be done. So, thanks again for coming to Ninety for Chill the podcast. And can I get a woohoo? Mm-hmm.